everybody. Welcome, 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 welcome. All of you are beautiful. All of you are beautiful, amazing, fantastic people. I'm so happy to be back. I haven't had the chance to have one of these little uh, leadership times for, for a minute here. Um, Raymond's got the camera here, which is always a little bit awkward, but uh, we're going to start off with a story today. I think Redate has a story we're going to start off with. Come on up, Redate, share that with us. Okay, so I have a story from up north. Um, her, this is a woman. Her name is Mary Allen. Um, she is, I believe, she's like 73 years old. Um, and this young. kind of pans out. So young. Right, yeah. Oh, my gosh. 73 years young. Yes. yes. Um, and she, um, her story pans out to Girth Track when she actually completed Girth Track. She told us that she'd been looking and looking and looking for a church. Um, and she'd been to multiple churches. And she's never been to such a life-giving church. The oh, first yeah. day she came, she was like, I'm only here for one day. That's the, that's the response that she gave. She's like, I'm only going to be here for this Sunday. And she's completed growth track. This Sunday, we I walked into service, and um, she prayed over She's This woman is a prayer warrior. Like, I cannot begin to tell you. She has shared so many stories of, hey, like, I've been to churches with 3,000, 4,000, 5,000 people, and there are only four people that pray. The reason that Shoreline, that I said yes to Shoreline, is because of Huddle. The way you guys pray at Huddle is the reason I've said yes. And she, I walked in. We prayed over all of the seats before service. Um, and I walk in like maybe 20 minutes after service kind of started to look at how service is doing and it's yeah. packed. I mean like every wow. seat was literally filled and I hug her and she goes, Redate, this is what I've been praying for the whole time. She goes, this is what I've been praying for, believing for the whole time that God wow. would bring every single person. I think I met about six, seven new people yeah, like on Sunday wow. and I firmly believe it's yes, of course our prayers, but yeah. I mean, she is a prayer warrior. I wanted to honor her and highlight oh, her because good. there's so many people in our other campuses who <laughs> honestly are so such yeah. a big part of yes. why God is moving and yes. how yes. faithful they are. This woman is like no other. So I really am so grateful for, for Mary. What a beautiful story. We love 73-year-old women, okay? Just so you know, whenever you need something from God, find somebody who's old and have them pray for you. Judy, you're not old. Judy is not old. So glad everyone is here, every leader who is listening right now. We do love you so much in Antigua and in Dallas. And let's, uh, let's jump in here. Let's go to 1 Kings chapter 18. 1 Kings chapter 18. Talk today about fire falling faith. Uh, fire falling faith. First uh, Kings chapter 18. I'll set it up a little bit. Um, Elijah, there's a lot going on uh, at this particular time. There's um, uh, financial, um, economical, uh, there's uh, political things taking place uh, in, in Elijah's area and in, with the children of Israel. And, uh, and, but he comes together. And he says, hey, Ahab, who's the king, who's not doing well at all. And he says, hey, I want to I have a rap battle, basically. Uh, I, I want us to come together and you bring all of your false prophets. And I'm going to be here as well. And we're going to see whose God is the real God. And whoever answers by fire, that's the real God. So can we just start off and say, this is crazy, crazy. right off the bat, yeah. okay? Yeah. Yeah. 
this guy steps up to the leader of the nation and says, you're wrong, I'm right, your prophets are wrong, my God is real, let's do this. Okay, so I was reading, I'm thinking, this happened? Okay, so go down with me to verse 22. Then Elijah said to them, I am the one, he's saying to the prophets of Baal, I am the only one of the Lord's prophets left, but Baal has 450 prophets. That wasn't actually true, but um, he wasn't the only prophet left. He just thought he was. Uh, Get two bulls for us. Let Baal's prophets choose one for themselves and let them cut it into pieces and put it on the wood, but not set fire to it. I will prepare the other bull Mm -hmm. and put it on the wood, but not set fire to it. Then you call on the name of your God, and I will call on the name of the Lord, the God who answers by fire. He is God. Then all the people said, what you say is good. So you can read it later. They go down the prophets of Baal. They uh, cut up their, uh, so there's a lot of blood, okay? There's a lot of carnage here. This doesn't take just one minute you know uh in our brains in our day and age everything happens so fast but this is in a day where they are cutting this bull up there's blood everywhere they set up the altar then they start crying out to Baal. Baal, answer by fire Baal, answer by fire nothing happens all morning nothing happened Baal, answer by fire then elijah you can read it later he starts mocking them if you read it in the message version, it's awesome. He's like, oh, maybe your God went to the bathroom. Uh, maybe he's occupied. Okay, so uh, I, I love that this is in the Bible. Okay, so he, he's mocking them. They start cutting themselves. They start cutting themselves. They're trying to get Baal to do something for them. But we all know there is no Baal, so nothing can be done for them. Then Elijah steps forward and he goes, okay, let's do this. There's a drought that's happening. It says, children of Israel, bring me a bunch of water. And that's a whole nother talk for another time that they were willing to bring the sacrifice of water in a time of drought. But they bring their water and they are pouring this water on the bull and on the altar. Twelve stones that were set up and this bull set on the altar. And don't just do it one time. Do it again. Do it again. Do it again, he keeps saying, and these, this bull is soaked. And then I want you to see this prayer in verse number 36. At, that, at the time of sacrifice, the prophet Elijah stepped forward. Wow. He stepped forward. He stepped forward and he prayed. Lord, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Israel, let it be known today that you are God in Israel that, and that I am your servant and have done all these things according to your command. Answer me, Lord. Answer me so these people will know that you, Lord, are God and that you are turning their hearts back again. Then the fire of the Lord fell and burned up the sacrifice, the wood, the stones, and the soil. And I like this. And also licked up the water in the trench. How in the world would this man have this 
type of confidence. And I want, I want to talk through this here. Some things that I see that Elijah had on him that I think God wants us to have on us in order for us to be able to step forward and have fire falling faith. Because if we're looking at marriages that are falling apart, you need fire falling faith. If you're looking at a society that's being torn apart, you need fire falling faith. If you're looking at homelessness or sex trafficking, you need fire falling faith. If you're looking at the next generation and you want to make sure they fall in love with Jesus, you need fire falling faith. We don't need casual faith. We don't need we'll see what happens kind of faith. We need some fire falling faith. So this man Elijah, he steps forward and first and foremost, I want you to see his confidence in God. His confidence in God. He knows where he is putting his trust. He knows where he is putting his focus. Uh, please understand, Elijah is not the, the celebrity, the centerpiece of this story. God is, okay? God's the focus. God's the one that gets the glory out of this. God's the one that is elevated. God's the one that is high and lifted up. This is not a story about how awesome Elijah is at the end of the day. This is a story about how awesome the God of Elijah is. This is a story about the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Israel. This is the God of heaven. Elijah knew who God was, his confidence was placed in God. And that has everything. So that's the first place. Got to put your confidence in God. The sex thing, the sex thing, the next thing, not the sex thing, the next thing. I have another word that starts with S and I'm about to say. So the next and the S got together and I was sexed. So that was God's moving in this place. Next, the next thing is his confidence is in his relationship with God, okay? He sees himself as having the kind of relationship where he can approach God with this type of request. If you see yourself as a slave and not as a son or a daughter, you cannot approach God with this type of confidence. Shame is killing too many in the body of Christ. It is crippling and paralyzing people because we do not think we are good enough to deserve the love and the grace and the mercy and the provision of God. So we don't even ask because we don't even see that we're worthy of it. Now, please understand, we are not worthy of it in and of ourselves. It's God that said, you're worth the cross to me. It's God that put the worth on you and I. It's God that is the one that validated you and I. So because he says you are his son and you are his daughter, you and I now cannot throw away our confidence. We can't set our confidence aside. We have to understand that God says you're forgiven. God says you're clean. God says you're mine. God says you're new. And since he says that, it gives us confidence to connect with God and ask him for things. All of us in here who have kids, we know 
that our kids will ask us for the craziest things at any point in time. Our kids every single day after school are asking us like, can I go to Target? Hey, I, can I have a doll? Hey, can I get a new game? Hey, can I, can I, can I, can I, can we, can we, can we? And why do they do this? Maybe it's because they're entitled. I don't know, I'm hoping not. <laughs> It's definitely partly because they have no concept of money. I'm sure that's part of it. But they have no problem coming to us and asking. Why? Because they know they're our kids. And they know that's where they go to get their needs met. They go to their parents. And if you and I can understand that God is our father and he is saying, sons and daughters, please, would you come to me and would you ask me? And if we would have confidence in that in our relationship with God, I think it will switch the types of things and the type of faith that you and I can have. The next thing that we see here is he says, I've done all these things according to your command. I've done all these things according to your command. I've done all these things according to your command. Not just my wishes, but according to your command. Not just my whims, but according to your command. Not according to my popularity, but according to your command. Not according to the Instagram angle, but according to your command. I did all these things, not for my glory. I'm doing these things because you asked me to. I'm doing these things so we don't get the conversation that, that God had with Elijah when, he, when God said to Elijah, I need you to do something crazy for me. That is not recorded. But what we find out here is that when Elijah steps forward, he's saying, I did this because you called me to do this. I did this because you asked me to do this. I did this because you put this in front of me. And I want us to be a people that are willing to obey the command of God. This is why it is good to learn obedience in the small things. If you don't know how to tithe, and if you're not going to be obedient there, then how are you going to be willing to step out of a boat and do something on faith? If you're not, if you're not willing to learn to pray and to, and to fast, and if you're not willing to do those things when God is calling you to do that, then how in the world are you going to be able to go to a whole nother nation and declare the goodness and the wisdom and the power of God? If you and I can learn to follow his commands and the small things, then you build up the faith that you need to do what you need to do in the big things. I feel like God has called us to speak to nations. I feel like God has called you to walk into your business, to walk into your community, to walk into your family and declare the goodness of God. But you and I will not have the confidence to do that if you and I have not learned to be follow his commands in the small things. So this is why forgiving matters. And this is why washing feet matters. And this is why being a servant matters. All these things are working your muscle to understand what it means to follow the command of God, doing good to those who do evil to you, turning the other cheek going an extra mile when somebody says just go one mile but you go a whole you go a whole nother mile all those things there are working that muscle on the inside of you so when God says son daughter it is time for you to stand up in the middle of your university and declare that God is good here and we're all not going to get drunk and we're all not going to do cocaine and we're all not going to lose our minds but instead we're going to focus our lives on Jesus Christ you have the the, the, the track record to, well, you've learned, you've trained yourself to do what God commands. But last and certainly, I, uh, not, not least, this is, this is important. Uh, I had never, never seen this. Um, he said, answer me, Lord, answer me. So these people will know that you, Lord, are God. And I want you to answer me so that they know you are turning their hearts 
back again. The fire wasn't so we thought Elijah was awesome. The fire falling wasn't so we would celebrate Elijah's faith. The fire falling wasn't so we could elevate this man, and he's worthy of honor for sure. But the fire falling was so that the people would know that the Lord is God. And that he was turning their hearts back again. God was always after the people's hearts. I always read this and I always thought it was about the fire, but it wasn't about the fire. It was about God being God and God being after people. And at the end of the day, when you and I are asked to take steps of faith, bold faith, do things that might be outside of our comfort zone, please understand this is not ultimately about you and it's not ultimately about me. This is about people knowing that the Lord he is God yes. and he's after people's hearts yes. and he's trying to turn their yes. hearts back towards yes. him again. It's always about redemption. Yeah. It's always about rescuing. So it's Come always on. about bringing people back to faith That's in right. Jesus Christ. Yeah. It's always about opening people's eyes to the goodness yeah. and the yeah. grace yeah. of God. Yeah. It's always about people seeing the beauty and the majesty of the cross. Right. If yeah. you're running a business, that's what it's really about. Yeah. 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 It's true. If you're, if you're a stay-at-home mom, stay-at-home dad, that's what it's really about. If you're running a nonprofit, that's what it's really about. Whatever it is that you're, it's, it's about, it's about not just the fire. It is, it is about people knowing that he's the Lord God and that he's after your heart. And he wants your heart to be back in his hands. Hey, I love you guys so much. Thank you for letting me have these few minutes with you. You're the best people on the planet. Yes, you are.